Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier today, guys, about uh, the lack of private jet space at the Super Bowl. Just waiting to see who complains about it first on Twitter. Haven't seen it yet, but at some point, you two, Katy Perry, won't be Taylor Swift. The NFL is going to give her probably a private runway right into the stadium. But at some point, it's going to be a problem in Vegas next week. Just so you know, just get ready for that narrative. I'm not following anyone who complains about their private jet not being able to have a parking spot. Like you get an immediate block and an unfollow. If that's what we're doing, then I don't, I'm, I'm off. I'm out. You are now persona non grata to me. All right, T. Nick never answered my question last night. I think mainly because we like started trying on jerseys and forgot. I asked them, yeah, we you get to interview one celebrity, one celebrity at the Super Bowl. You know, not even interview the celebrity. Like, you get to hang out with one celebrity. It could be Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, you know, all the way down to Meryl Streep. Who would it be for you? Billy Bob Thornton. Stop. Really? For real? Yes. I'm so I'm in like a Billy Bob Thornton phase and maybe it goes away. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I think he might be the greatest actor of our generation. The range on this man is ridiculous. I've been watching Fargo, which he's in, crushes it. Been watching Goliath all four seasons, crushes it. He's a different guy in all four seasons based on what has happened to him in the script. He's magnetic while being really scary he's handsome while not being handsome i've got so many questions so many questions and then him in vegas oh my god okay okay so a lot to unpack this could be the whole show this could be a podcast i I, this might be the next heat check when we're in vegas so uh I don't know how long it'll last like the Angelina Jolie thing that didn't last very long but I get it like they were doing things in elevators and sucking each other's blood and that was hot but like if you think and I think he's a great actor especially Bad Santa and the remake of Bad News Bears but if you think he's the best actor of our generation I beg of you beg of you beg of you to watch every Daniel Day-Lewis film now uh between the next time that we're all together in studio whenever that is but okay billy bob thornton that's awesome uh i was not expecting that nick have you came up with your answer by the way because i don't think rob's here all all i see is like the undertaker down below us yeah i'm trying to figure out what's actually happening with this and i think we're just uh we're, (laughs) we're waiting on him to actually be able to get in here so you know even when we leave the studio this apparently is on rob though so we get to blame rob when when uh when that's the case you know what i told you yeah i know i told you already last night like i know it's not it's not an original answer my original answer was somebody that's no longer with us you and i both agreed anthony bourdain would be incredible if he was there i love anthony bourdain may he rest in peace i really want to sit and hang out with aaron Rodgers. i think he's absolutely fascinating i understand that a lot of people have talked to him i understand that he's been everywhere but i think sitting with him in a just casual hangout conversation would be fascinating because he's I'm okay with somebody that's willing to push against the norm. I'm okay with somebody that's willing to at least have a debate over things that people think are mainstream. And you know what? He's 
a Hall of Fame quarterback that's in the public eye, that's not afraid to say how he feels. I love everything about that. I don't have to agree with everything somebody says or thinks to want to sit and have a conversation with them. In fact, I prefer to talk to people that have different life experiences, different opinions, and see things differently than me. It makes us much more spread out and open-minded as a society. So give me Aaron Rodgers. I 100% would love to talk to him. All right, all right. I know we brought up, like, Vince Vaughn. I was originally going to say Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, but, like, he's too weird for me nowadays. Like, you know, I, I get that he likes young ladies, whatever. Like, yeah, but, like, I, I feel like he's going to talk to me about, like, the environment and going green, which I'm all for, <laughs> but, like, not at 3 a.m. at the club. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with my answer would be Tiger Woods. I get to hang out with somebody for 24 straight hours. We're going to the club together. We're going to gamble a little bit together. We're having dinner together. I want to, even over Jordan, I want to be with the ultimate competitor, competitor, Tiger Woods, and I want to get in some trouble with Tiger. So that's my final answer, Tiger Woods. Uh, honorable mention for me. You know what? Actually, we'll save that. We'll save that as a tease. We'll save that as a tease we, for later on because we got, we got yeah, plenty we'll of time to fill between. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more. But like, who do you guys think has the most juice in Vegas? Who would show us the best time? Billy Walters. Mm. <laughs> is it like Robert is it, De Niro? Uh, is it like Floyd Mayweather? Floyd would be fun, right? How about Dennis Rodman? In fact, take away Tiger Woods. I'm hanging out with. Ro it's going to get weird. Yeah. Right? There might be two dragons, if you know the reference. It's going to get real <laughs> weird. But I'm hanging out with Dennis Rodman. I need – I have so many questions, man. Being a Bulls fan in the 90s, like Rodman, you never even knew if he was going to show up or not. And remember when Phil just gave him like a month off and then he came back and was pulling down like 20 boards like he never left? He was the most fascinating person. Uh, growing up and still is and still is so I'm going and I'm hanging out with Dennis Rodman we'll be you know uh, doing Jaeger bombs and, and Vegas bombs with Carmen Electra and Jenny McCarthy the entire cast the singled out 1997 Chris Hardwick let's get weird all right, you know what? I'm actually going to change my answer. I'm going to go with Rob Brown, damn it. Rob Brown would be the most... Okay, maybe not. Rob, you're very Bobby interesting. Brown but Rob Brown? I, would take you I, would, I don't know if I would take you, Rob, over Aaron Rodgers as the most interesting person to sit down with at the Super Bowl. But Rob Brown does jump on with us. Bet for the cycle. Bet QL, the fan upstate. If you had to pick somebody, Rob, that you'd love to sit down with and talk to at the Super Bowl, hang out with, go and you know have a night together, who would that person be? Uh, I'm going to go with Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the Saints, so I can figure out exactly why the hell we're keeping Dennis Allen when everybody else was available. I know that's like a waste <laughs> of a really good opportunity, but it feels important to me right now, damn it. Oh, my God, Rob. What a bad answer. Just a terrible, terrible answer. There's so many other people you could want to be with, and yet that's the one that you choose. Uh, I would be remiss to not ask you some football news-related questions. Were you, like on a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked are you that it's Dan Quinn now coaching the Commanders in what's supposed to be a new era? Uh, very. Like, I, I get – I understand – there have been retread coaches that have succeeded, right? I get it. And, and, and obviously the 
the one that everybody wants to point to is Bill Belichick. But I watched the Atlanta Falcons up close when Dan Quinn was there, and they weren't good, right? And it wasn't like they weren't good and it was a roster thing like Carolina. It's not like they weren't good and they're just a piece away like a couple of other teams. It's like they weren't good. The roster wasn't good. The tactics weren't good. They fell apart in every big spot they found themselves in. And I was actually really optimistic for Washington, right? You finally get Dan Snyder out. You got a new owner who seems like he actually gives a damn, which is a nice change of pace. I was really excited about the direction that the Washington commanders want to go. Maybe we even finally get the rebrand to the Washington football team that we all want and deserve. No. And they go with, I know, I did that just for you. I did it just for you. I knew that I'm going to do it every week for as long as y'all keep having me on. Because it's You're my new worst. favorite thing. Yeah, I know. I listen. I have a fiance. I get told that more than once a day, buddy. Uh yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's an awful decision. And I, man, if I'm a Washington Commanders fan today, I am. Not that this is any different from the last decade and a half, but very disappointed. Rob, Corbin Burns has been traded from the Milwaukee Brewers. He is now a Baltimore Oriole. Talk to me. What does is, what is this do for you? What does this do for the Baltimore Orioles? Are we playing Oriole futures? You already know we're doing nothing with the Yankees in the AL East. Um, what, is, what does this do for Baltimore here? Obviously, like Corbin Burns, a couple years removed from winning the NL Cy Young. I'm actually kind of shocked that a deal got done before uh, the deadline here. I love this. I love this. Uh, Decker and I agreed that this team, young team, fun to watch team, exciting team, but it, going into this offseason, the, the Orioles had three needs, right? The first need that they had was pitching. The second need that they had was uh, pitching. And the third need, do any of you guys want to take a guess what the third need the Orioles was? New ownership. Okay, fine. Pitching. But we're also going to go pitching, all right? We're going to go pitching <laughs> one, two, three. Listen, this team is, is, is deep. It's got a, a lot of young talent. Uh, it's got a lot of young talent that is locked up for a very long time. But outside of a couple of guys like Bradish, you had yet you had a lack of depth, and you could see deeper in the season that that kind of bangs you up a little bit. Corbin Burns is interesting. He's a guy that Deck and I and, and Mario we laugh about this every Saturday. We love every Saturday that Corbin's, Corbin Byrne pitches. We call it fade Corbin, uh, Corbin Burns says because this is a dude that, for whatever reason, he's always going to go over on the hits allowed prop. He's always going to go over the runs allowed prop, but he still wins games. Like, it's, 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 it's fascinating. And I think in that division, that's kind of what you need because I, I really do think I agree with you. I'm not jumping on the Yankees for any futures props, but – I got to imagine there's a, a locker room renaissance in New York because if not, it's going to be the most hilarious thing in the world. Uh, Boston made the move with Atlanta not too long ago. They are stacking the middle infield and are going to be a good middle lineup kind of team. You need a Corbin Burns in, in order to win this division. I actually really like this move for Baltimore. There were a few other teams I thought were in the mix. Honestly, I thought Atlanta was going to be in that mix because Atlanta's trying to upgrade the pitching but not spend a billion dollars to do it. 
Baltimore just grabbed one of the better pitchers in the game, a guy that can play through uh, a game where he's given up contact and create a lot of small ball, create a lot of ground uh, infield ground balls. I think that's perfect for how the rest of the AL East is stacked. I actually really like this move for Baltimore. Rob, given this breaking news now, uh, just feels like things have changed for the Orioles and that organization and the trajectory there where you have new ownership coming in. You now add Corbin Burns. Uh, they're 14-1 to to win the World Series, 8-1 to to win the NL, the AL. Uh, but uh, when, I, when I look at this team, I think of ownership not too long ago and all the young talent they have saying, oh, well, you know, we're not going to be able to keep all this. So just never the tempering everybody's expectations, pouring water on their fire and being a complete buzzkill, one of the worst ownership groups in sports, that's now going to be gone. Do we now look at the Orioles as a team that could be a perennial contender in the American League and just in baseball in general moving forward? I mean, if you have the most optimistic viewpoint, yeah, right? Like if you are optimistic mm -hmm. that the new ownership is going to get it right, if you're optimistic by having guys like Cal involved that, that they're going to actually give a damn about competition as opposed to just wringing as many pennies out of that franchise as possible, then, yeah, everything about the team on paper, everything about the team in terms of the, the, the lineup with adding uh, Corbin Burns to the rotation, I'll be shocked if Baltimore's done. Like, there's still more names out there that they might be able to go grab. Everything about this team on paper, specifically the youth, says that they can make a run. Because if you, if you keep this team together, this feels to me – very Atlanta Braves like four years ago, right, when they were really kind of just getting going with that young core lineup they have. They signed all these guys. They got them under, under program control for a number of years. And now all of a sudden, Atlanta's built an incredible young core lineup. I get the same vibe out of Baltimore right now. And you look at Boston, you look at New York, you look at Toronto. These are aging rosters. They're good rosters. But they're aging rosters, so I think if you want to have the most optimistic view you can about Baltimore, you can say they kind of copied what Atlanta did. They did a good job of bringing guys up through the system to be ready to play Baltimore baseball when they got there. Now they have at least partially addressed what I thought was the biggest need this offseason. To me, yeah, I, I think if the ownership, if the new group comes in, and it truly is about winning. It truly is about success and not about just having an investment play toy. This team roster-wise is built to be not just the best team in the AL East, but like this year and for the next few years upcoming, unless Boston or New York or Toronto goes, we got to blow up what we have and do something different. This team's absolutely built uh, the, the the way that they need to be to be a divisional contender for, like, years to go. Rob Brown, the fan upstate, bet for the cycle. Great to talk to you as always, buddy. Pleasure as always, guys. See you all next week. It's it's crazy to think, too. I mean, we're looking at Dan Snyder. Despite what we want to say about the coaching hire in Washington, Dan Snyder's gone. I mean, the Angelos family's gone for the Orioles. It's It's crazy. Like, these are bad owners that are getting pushed out or willing to sell. This is it. If you have a bad owner, guys, that runs your organization, you're held hostage until they're out. So to see them gone for any team, it should give hope to any other fan base that has a really bad owner running the damn thing. Bet MGM tonight.